2: Introducing the greatest animated series you've never seen, Lightning Dogs. These canine commandos are lost on a post-apocalyptic Earth and battling the forces of the evil Glampire. It's a tribute to the cartoons and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, and Nerdy Show is hell-bent on bringing it to life. Blocks sold separately. Join us as we document our quest from the moment lightning struck to every world-building session and beyond and make our crazy dream a reality. Roll with the pack at lightningdogs.com.
0: The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by the generous support of listeners like
2: you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com.
0: Welcome to Nerdy Show, a peculiar podcast where just about anything can happen these days. Hi, I'm Cap.
2: This is Laval. Hey, I'm Doug.
0: Two episodes ago, you just heard from me in an all caps episode, then last time we were doing one of these, you heard from Doug and Laval in an episode of what is uh, what was apparently no caps.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: And now, with all of us uh, still embroiled in production for the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, which we've uh, recently learned is... 10 episodes instead of eight and originally i thought it was going to be six um
1: <laughs> that is uh that's that's a lot of value
0: it is it is a lot it's a, it's just a lot across the board everything it's a lot so so that series is consuming my life and i had uh doug and and john over here to record uh stuff for cthulhu and um, some other projects as well and um well we didn't have anything for this week and they started riffing as per usual so mm-hmm. i said a uh, bring it in the studio or you Do you really want to do it's 10 o'clock at night do you really want to do this and and here we are so i guess they do
1: i feel like 10 o'clock at night's the only time you can do this
0: perfect it's great. the witching hour it's the witching hour i mean
1: it's not it's not uh, yeah but...
2: de- not by definition it's not it's the bewitching hour <laughs> you gonna talk about witches again we're gonna talk about no, no, we're not doing that shit. anymore Just... no
1: that, that 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 premise is
2: canceled
0: <laughs> oh, okay good well so so what you folks were wanting to do was you were wanting to pitch me ideas and I would tell you if they're any good or not.
2: Yeah, just f- just fill the role of, of a high-power
0: executive. studio
2: executive, either for a movie studio or for a comic book or for something. And uh, I guess we're having a pitch off. We're, uh, we're going to pitch it out.
0: Well, the pitch is back.
2: <laughs> well, I'm
1: a pitch, and I'm better than you.
0: Mm. Well, I'm a pitch, but I'm also a lover.
1: Knew you were going to do it. Knew I was going
0: to go there. And yet, a child and also a mother. <laughs> I'll never be a mother.
1: <laughs> well that's ain't that just a pitch <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right oh, it looks like i'm winning
1: doug moving
0: on
2: yeah we're i don't be... like this pitch already we're gonna be at pitch creek i'm keeping score that's, it's, i know it it's doesn't reaching. work you're I know, reaching i know tony's not here someone's got to do it no <laughs>
0: <laughs> exile the graveyard
2: <laughs> all right oh you got oh you got a you got a, a pen what? and paper i'm gonna keep score okay I'm all not right fu- i'm not fucking around are well, you fucking
0: around? Hey, look, my time is money, fellas, and I'm a high-powered Hollywood executive, so <laughs> look at these fucking shoulder pads.
1: <laughs> yeah, those are beautiful shoulder pads, by the way, are may you, I add?
2: Are you are, So you're giving us uh, 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 restrictions or, or prompts to, is this, is that part of this, well, or is this just straight out of-
0: Mayhaps I shall, mm-hmm. but but you assholes started this. Okay. So, so you're going in naked, first and foremost. You were out there in the living room starting all kinds of shit, so start some shit in the studio. All
2: right, go ahead, Doug, you're first. Okay. Uh, one thing uh, that I was always kicking around in my head is the idea of like, how do you make reboots good? How do you do like a modern retelling of something? And how do you make it relevant? And uh, I loved what the Flintstones comic book did. I'm um, not as up to date with it as Cap is, but I, but I well, loved everything were, they were doing.
0: Mark Russell, only 12 issues. You can get it all in two volumes. It's amazing. Doug, you've probably read all of it.
2: Did I? Unless
0: you've only read half of
2: it. but I may have only re- I, d- I got up to the Gazoo showed up and did that whole arc. Well,
0: well that was about halfway.
2: Okay, okay, so that's probably where I, where I left off. Um, anyway, so I was thinking, like, how do you take another Hanna-Barbera property and make it relevant? And I, for some reason, I focused on the Jetsons, because I didn't really care for the Jetsons movie when that came and, out. And, I, and the Jetsons comic was not very good. I didn't read the Jetsons comic. Um, but I was thinking, how do you take the family of the future... How do you make it relevant for today? Yeah, so I have this story. I'm I, sort of framework. I'm kicking around, and I don't know why. I, th- I was thinking about it in terms of a movie, not even a comic book, because just a, a two hour format is kind of what I'm comfortable with with most stories. So uh, the take I have on it is, you do a live action Jetsons. I don't know who plays who, but that that doesn't matter the story would be George does his job. He pushes the button, gets things going. It's kind of like this. You think, oh my gosh, what a perfect utopia future where no one really has to work. It's kind of like the, this is the, this is the future. Well, that I lo- mean, Mr. Spacey still yells at him, right? That's a, well, sure. But when things go awry, cause it, but whatever, but it, this is, I, I want to start with like, this is the future liberals want where it's like, everyone's happy. <laughs> all right. Everything's all clean and all clean energy. And you think, oh my gosh, this is like utopia. You, you'd want to live there, but you've technology makes things so easy. And George comes home. And you know, they have dinner, they do all the things you'd expect. But what you slowly start to realize is that technology is actually dividing them, like as a family, like they don't have to see each other all the time. Oh, the kids are just playing with the tablets too much. Kind of, but not but not like don't make it that obvious. Because even in the even in the original cartoon, Elroy's always building a robot, Judy was always on the phone, you know what I mean? And like Rosie the robot, you know, is, is doing her thing. So I had this idea of, okay, well, Let's run with this idea. So, like, we're gonna go with the idea that technology is dividing the family. Let's say maybe George is temporarily fired for some reason off of the thing and he's like, Oh my gosh, I don't like what this what this life has become. I wanna make a change. We need to get rid of all this damn technology. We need to go on a family vacation, we're gonna we're gonna just put our phones away, we're gonna put our gadgets away, we're just gonna get in our space car, and we're gonna go fly around and we're gonna just go on a European vacation or whatever. And along the way, uh their 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 sky car somehow gets kicked out of the sky like something goes wrong and they have to make a crash landing on the surface because what's the one thing you always wanted to know about George Jetson Clark Griswold not quite Um, but but there's there's that big there's that seed of the idea in the very beginning but what happens is once they decide to go on a vacation like oh no they don't want to leave all their comfortable shit behind he's like no we're gonna go we're gonna go camping at like this floating campground or whatever but then, because everyone always wants to know, what the fuck is on the surface in the future? That's the one thing they've never answered on the cartoon. I don't know if they did it in the comics.
0: I think they did it in the movie from the 90s, the animated they went to, film. I think it was a different
2: planet. Oh, um, it's I, been a long time. Or it was an asteroid, possibly. I don't remember exactly, but I don't remember them saying what the what the, what the surface was. So the idea was that anytime in the first act they bring up the surface, everyone's like, oh, no, yeah, no, the surface is terrible. You don't want to go down there. They don't really say much more about that. You're like, what the fuck is it, like Mad Max or whatever? Anyway, they're in their skycar, it gets short circuited, whatever, it lands on the surface, and they, they crash and they get out of it, and like, oh god. And you look around, and from our perspective, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the surface. It just looks like the redwood forest. Like it just looks like like Endor, right? And they're like, Oh my gosh. We're, this is awful. This is like a, a terrible hellscape, you know, like because they've been so removed from nature for so long as a society that you don't know step one of how to survive in the woods. And you think, all right, I get it. The message is about, you know, technology tears you apart, blah, 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 blah. blah. But the lesson they're going to have to ultimately learn so I can wrap this up and not pitch it over the course of an hour is that while yes they do get closer together as a family because they they lose technology for a little bit George is going to immediately think that's the answer they got to no, we're we're forest people now we can't go back to the technological ways but you need it like the point the 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 takeaway lesson is you have to have a balance you can't go extreme one way or the other and the the way for the family unit to work together is to. Have the communication, but also have fun. Yes, use technology to make your lives better, but don't don't squander it and be grateful for it. So a, a good sort of family lesson that's really balanced and and fun.
0: Sure. Well, that's 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 all nice and good, Doug. But mm-hmm. you've you've presented me with a film that stars about five people. Like what? Like is mm-hmm. right? And I assume Rosie's not in this.
2: That was another thing I was struggling with because if Rosie's there, uh, well, that's not a that's not a person. That's a robot. And what about of. the dog, who talks? Oh, Astro. Yeah. Yeah, I figure Astro would be along for the ride, because and the way you describe it, because Astro wouldn't actually talk; it'd probably be like a talking dog collar, like something yeah. out of Up or something like that, just to update it so it's not quite as ridiculous that the dog literally talks.
0: Well, uh, okay, so but but there's there's no there's no uh, humanity on the surface in any way, shape, or form. I was thinking about that too. Is it Land of the Lost down there?
2: I don't think it's. I, I think to me, I think it's funnier if it's just a beautiful like forest preserve it that it's not like giant monsters
0: well but you're you're asking people to go see a Jetsons film where you're taking the Jetsons out of the Jetsons
2: I think that's interesting but I get why a lot of people might be like why, like, I don't want to see the Jetsons on on the ground. I don't, I like, I want to see this, the the fu- the future stuff. But you see the future stuff in the beginning, and you see the future stuff at the end, and you see how crazy and how hip and cool everything is. But George, the idea that George wants to get away from it, you're like, why does he want to get away from this? But you hopefully see it from his perspective.
0: Here's what I think. I think you've pitched me a television movie, Doug. I think it's a cheap uh, way to work around uh, spending the money that you have to spend to make the Jetsons worthwhile. I think Hanna Barbera is never going to go for it because they want that money, Doug.
2: Hanna Barbera did do a cartoon crossover where the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. They did. And the Jetsons were stuck in Stone Age, and th- it was sort of similar where they're like, "Oh, we're gonna live here it, in the future." It was an event; future. every kid yeah. saw it. Every everyone yeah.
0: always wanted to see it, and they saw it, and it was it was at least okay. Yeah, it wasn't, but, it, wasn't but in that this great. case, if you're pitching to me a f- the feature film live action debut of the Jetsons, and most of the film is them not being the Jetsons. Uh I no, mean, they are
2: the Jetsons. They're no, they're, just, they're, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, sure they are. Huh? By the way, this is me being up uh sure, sure, me sure, being mean sure. and being a character. I don't know if anybody's listening for the first time. <laughs>
2: like, um, yeah. So I was appealing to the cap I know, not not hey, the uh, Go not, fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> not the not the not the uh, professional studio head executive. Uh because of his audio you can't see this,
1: but Doug's chair just tilted backwards and then fell into a trapdoor. <laughs> it was hilarious.
2: What do you got for me, asshole?
1: All right, here's what we do. <laughs> You know those uh, reality shows that have all the aging stars and rock stars and movie stars and television children, you know, all that crap? It's real life. Exactly. Uh Okay. We're doing that, but we're going to do it with famous puppets and famous animatronics from other movies. Now, hold on a second. Before you tell me that that's impossible, let me tell you that nothing is impossible. When you've combined the clever girl from Jurassic Park, Bruce the Shark from Jaws, Alf, and then we're going to put... You ready for this? That little cute worm from Labyrinth. And that's how uh, the cast starts. And then every once in a while, uh, we introduce other cast members. Uh, You know, maybe, uh, you know, you could maybe do a Muppet, but, you know, they're terrible to work with. Uh, You know, or maybe, you know, we could do another big animatronic like a Kong. Right. You see what I'm doing?
0: I think that it's very cute how much you love movie monsters. I think you have a better premise in there than you're giving yourself credit for. All right. I, don't, it, yeah. I don't need Bruce the Shark and the clever girl from Jurassic Park. I need one of those. Those are the weirdos. Because oh. when, you're, when you're selling me Alf, I'm like, yes, yes. And I want, I don't want Kermit. Kermit's too good for this. I know he'd never be there in a million years. I either want someone as washed up as Wayne and Wanda, or I want, you know, a mid-level muppet like Skeeter.
1: Well, let me teach Doug how this is done. You know what? You're right. We're adding that to the script. You are a genius. We're going to give you a writing credit and an EP. Credit?
2: How come? the How come? The regular cap is like, oh yeah, I want to see Alf. But uh, the Doug, stu- Doug, no Doug, studio Doug. executive anywhere says I want to see more. Doug, Alf. Doug, I didn't talk I, during I, your hold pitch. Hold on,
0: <laughs> Alf almost got in the past. In the past six months, Alf came extremely close to getting a live-action sitcom, not reboot, but actual continuation of his continuity. Yeah. That almost happened.
2: Almost counts in horseshoes and grenades.
0: It was within a hair's breadth. But Alf will never die. People are constantly wanting to make money off of Alf, and the, th-
2: th- everybody wants to make money off of Alf. but no one, I, no this, one, no one does make money off of Alf. And this is how you do it. Yeah. this is how you do it. You say, <laughs> yeah. "Guess
0: what? We every every single time we tried to cash in on Alf since his original run, it has been a shit show." But this time, oh, this time is no, Yes, this time it is different because this time it's about how he is a washed up faux muppet
1: that's right he's a washed he up can't, muppet. he
0: can't afford a fresh can of cat meat anymore can't
2: afford it <laughs> wait i thought he eats cats not cat oh cat meat okay i gotcha yeah i thought you meant like cat food pay attention doug yeah, yeah. what do you think
0: keep up keep up come on you know what and, and let
1: me tell it to you ready ready exclusive pop vinyls exclusive funko line
0: okay well considering that a lot of these already have had funko's no I no, feel no. Like these
1: are exclusive to where hot topic
0: Uh, You know what? Uh, Maybe, maybe T-shirts. I don't know, but, 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 we, we. I'm just saying, we get a juicier cast. I legitimately think that this is a show we can sell to Sci-Fi. We can sell. We can sell it to Pop.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it. I'm in. All right, great. That sounds like a green light. I have green lit this show. (laughs) One John, zero Doug.
0: I mean, honestly, legitimately, so far, I think uh, you know, I, I think people could uh, put, could you actually harvest um, harvest this program so far? <laughs> that's a that's a really good idea. Because for example, for example, um, the Jim Henson Creature Shop um, reality series that was on Sci Fi a number of years ago, it only lasted one season. I'm not sure why, but I do know it was legitimately amazing. Of all the design contest reality show programs I've ever watched, it was by far the best, and. I think that that, like, and everyone I know who watched it loved it. I think there's a love of puppets in the world. I think there's um, there's that Jim Henson program on uh, Netflix right now that I can't remember the name of. It's like some kind of like weird cooking show or something. Um, I think this has a place in there. It, it's, it, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a rights issue, but I think it's worthwhile. I think everyone can get on board. These are dusty properties. Everyone wants to cash in on their properties. We're basically saying easy money. Maybe we can get Kevin Clash in here. Do like uh, do, do one of his things. You know, it's time for him to have a comeback.
1: Yeah, and even if it's like, well, you know, the property's cheap because it's, well, maybe, uh, it's rare or maybe whatever. Maybe Kevin
0: Clash is the sole human on this puppet show.
1: That's right. <laughs> it's kind of like Muppet Babies. You only see him from the waist down.
0: <laughs> I was thinking maybe maybe, oh, for, right. maybe for Kevin Clash's purposes we want the waist
1: up on oh, this. Oh, right, right, right. That's a, good, that's a good
0: point. I love you, Kevin Clash. Please come back. Please return <laughs> my calls.
2: <laughs> well, if you want reality shows... That's I are, I, uh, I don't but go ahead. Yeah, nobody's looking to for make anything to be talking about. Okay. Ahead, How yeah. come he pitched the whole reality show? Go. That's great. It's good green light. I'm like, well, hey, if you like reality, I don't. No, Shut fuck up. you. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, but a reality show that is also a resurgence of a beloved property mm-hmm. and one that I think uh, not, not not yes the property itself, but the the premise of the show. We see a lot this reality show, the type of sports competition, much of the same vein of like Wipeout most uh most extreme challenge uh no nickelodeon guts has had has had remakes or whatever uh but especially because the rock has a new show now where it's basically american ninja warrior whatever the hell it is and american gladiators did have like a comeback but it wasn't quite the same bombastic thing that it was in its heyday i'm saying take all of the spectacle of these modern ones where you have to run the gauntlet of all this crazy shit Uh and you remake legends of the hidden temple for uh, adults yes you do an adult version of legends of the hidden temple where it's a huge like concourse of of uh indiana jones level traps with fucking darts i mean like have to be like foam darts you can't shoot real darts i'm interested
0: i'm nodding i was formerly thinking about uh all the page boys and and lattes and so on that i want to have sex with (laughs) um but but now you have my undivided attention continue
2: yes so uh you would it would be mostly the same format but the idea of having it be heavily slanted towards adults doing these things because people love more than watching people compete on these things and hear their life story of how i've struggled so hard to get here and i'm so blessed to make it this far they want to see people get fucking wiped out they want to see them haha you know people fall down go boom they land in the water they land in whatever but i think what people really want to see is death traps not we don't kill them we don't kill them. Let me make this no, clear. No, we do kill yeah. them. We don't. We don't kill them. But to see, because like someone falls. Why off Why are we
0: pussing-footing around? We know eventually television is going to get to the point of literal blood so, sports. Let's just up the timetable. Yeah, running I, man. Well, running man.
2: If you want, you know what? If you buy the property, you take it from there. But well, what I'm pitching is you. Everybody likes to see people fall off these like little tiny you know rock walls or like to the fall. They fall down a slip and slide. But when you have these things themed like a trap door, or you have it themed like. Uh, uh, boulders falling down on people and it's not just oh it's a big rubber ball no it looks like fucking rocks and you're flipping through the channels and you just see someone running for their life scared for the other uh, mind not to mention the temple guards which could be played by you MMA know, fighters MMA dude MMA fighters and definitely y- and you have
0: to you ha- you yourself have to be an MMA fighter to take yeah. them down because when that ha- when that conflict happens the only way out of there is a KO
2: yeah and if you have an MMA fighter like and we have them train on this course so they they can do the course but you're the <laughs> competitor you're like i'm just going to outrun the temple guard but dude that temple guard's been practicing on this course for fucking forever so they're going they're coming for your ass like it's like it's only a matter of time do you think
0: that there are ch- former children now adults who originally played legends of the hidden temple and as that game usually went were cripplingly defeated by how mean uh and uh, that game was how absolutely impossible how it was designed purposely so a child could never win and that motivated them for their entire lives so that they have become the individuals who we need the redemption to to like to be the ones to be the first to run this
2: i can see that i can definitely see and the 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 question is is like do you really start with multiple teams and is it teamwork or is it going to focus on the solo person no so we
0: got it we like i mean Maybe this is a cost-saving maneuver, and it probably was. But all those competitions leading up to actually getting inside the temple... We're a waste of time. No one's watching those thinking like, do it. Get across the water. You can answer the trivia. No one fucking cares. Yeah, the trivia they is want to needless run fan. the gauntlet. That is the point.
2: Yeah, I would say instead of stopping the action to answer trivia questions about a story that you literally just heard, I think it'd be more interesting if there, if you do the little competition leading up to the actual main event, which is running the gauntlet of, of the temple, the puzzles that you have to solve... You then have to take into the temple with you like Indiana Jones would do. Like you have hints where it's just like only the penitent man will pass, you know, and then you find yourself, you may or may not find yourself in one of these rooms. We're talking like a multi-level thing, like Wipeout and that new show with The Rock or whatever. It's really only one level. It's really just one thing, start to finish. I'm talking multi-level. This is like a maze. You got to get in and get out and there's no set path. You can go wherever you want. You can plan your attack, whether it's going to go your way or not remains to be seen.
0: I love it. Green light. It's happening because you know what? Like Nickelodeon has done a lot in rebooting their 90s properties lately, but all they could do with Legends of the Hidden Temple was make a television film for it. And, I, did and I didn't that? see it, but it just, I don't know anybody. No who one thought, wanted it. <laughs> yeah. It was short sighted. Who was it for? like you bring you do the Hey Arnold the movie and you're providing a plot centric sequel to a series that a, a generation of people cared about who mm-hmm. are now adults and maybe they've facilitated those adults showing their children the, the show so they can care about what happens and how it all wraps up that is first of all I applaud them because that's crazy I don't follow that show at all I know nothing about it but um but I know that was a big deal for a lot of people but the the short-sightedness of making Legends of the Hidden Temple like One of the greatest television competition shows of all time, at least in this country, like a television movie, is absolutely absurd.
2: Yeah, I'm saying take the production value and design of those Japanese game shows set in haunted houses, up it, Pulp Adventure, America. Well, sure yeah
0: and if you look at, at, at shows like the crystal maze from the uk then you get a whole other level i mean yeah. if, if you're really adding that like a dimensionality to it and you want people to feel immersed if that's a part of it yeah i mean granted you're talking about professional like sporty people competition shows not something anyone can do right um crystal maze is about subjecting normal people to remarkable scenarios and they usually fail mm-hmm. so well, it would lies on a
2: different. it depends on the thing Im-
0: th- there's a degree of immersion though and perhaps there's a fusion of the two to be had
2: i uh, i would totally agree and i think that. That part of what would make this interesting and different from other running the gauntlet shows is the idea that even you at home could have a map of the hidden temple and you have your own theory of the best way to go about it and you want to see how are they going to do it and then maybe you don't even know all of the traps and designs for each room and and so there may be a room that no one ever goes into and you're like I don't know what's in that room maybe he's got to take a shortcut through there you go the long way maybe there's it's an easy puzzle and you won't know until that person goes through so you're at home right. collecting almost like the McDonald's Monopoly game mm. where you're like all right I'm I get it I'm getting a wider picture of this temple now so in it in itself it's almost like a mystery so yeah. the viewer gets that fun stuff
0: out of character um, I, what I'm about to say, I think is a terrible thing and I don't relate to it at all, but in character, here we go. So <laughs> they but, die.
2: They die for real. No,
0: no, 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 no. <laughs> but, uh, Twitch is a big deal now. People sure. make money off of Twitch. So we have an official sports commentary channel where you watch people watching the program and they do play-by-plays. They draw on the screen like in football. Sure.
2: Just encourage it. Yeah. yeah.
0: You, you, They talk about the strategy. They do all... I mean, because you, if, you, if you're if you interrupting the show with this content, that's one thing. But you can have... We can bank off of two separate shows by having the actual show on television mm-hmm. and then this other show on Twitch simultaneous to it where they're breaking everything down with shot-by-shot yeah. commentary for it's, people it's who so legit- view this as a game yeah
2: instead of having the network commercial breaks it's just like listen do you like legends of the hidden temple the new show and people go yeah you know it's pretty cool it's like but do you like really like it they're like yeah it's secretly like i am really into it. it's like listen if you watch it on twitch whenever they cut to commercial on tv instead the commentary begins and that it's like it's like talking dead while watching the walking dead
0: from an (laughs) advertising perspective i'm not sure that's a good play for us Mm -hmm. but um you know uh I, but if they're watching the Twitch
2: ex- stream, that's that's where the revenue comes in.
0: Yeah, we can explore it. We yeah. can explore it.
2: Wow. Gre- I've wow. greenlit the hell out of that. That was really uh that was actually really good, Doug. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, <all laughs> right. I agree. That's why I pitched
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a little derivative of like everything, but you know, it's whatever.
0: All right, so we're at 24 <coughs> minutes and uh you've both done uh, uh well Doug's, we're, Doug's we're done tied. two. You've done one, so why don't you give I me will, one uh, final pitch, John?
1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right. You like animated features, of course, because they're cheap and you can get them animated in third-world countries and, you know, it saves on budget.
0: Those are the reasons I like animated features, (laughs) yes. That's right.
1: Okay. Imagine for a moment Jurassic Park. Okay. But it's It's not. It's
0: already an animated feature
1: that's sort of but wait you ready Uh uh-huh all right it's done in the same animation style as something cheap like the Crudes or hotel transylvania whatever we Uh don't use any texture just bright colors and weird round shapes all right okay i can hear
0: tony baldini turning in his grave but yes go on
1: it's beautiful uh that's why i'm pitching it and uh but the people are the exhibits. This is like after the future. Dinosaurs have uh, roamed the Earth, a la, you know, Jurassic Park, have already taken over the whole planet, uh, gained sentience and, and more and more as they're able to thrive. And now they've learned that they can take, uh, you know, these these uh, these piece of ember and extract human DNA from the mosquito. So and there's guy. another
0: world and they can go under Manhattan and they mm-hmm. got to gotta get the princess back who is abandoned there as an egg at a, at like a, at a Catholic church.
1: Could be. Uh-huh. Could be.
0: I mean. You are pitching me a remake of the Super Mario Brothers live action film, aren't
1: you? Mm, it's in the same universe. It's very in vogue right love. now to like that film. Yeah. Well, honestly, it's one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, because I'm always, you know, on the, have my finger on the pulse of the millennials, mm-hmm. which is, as you know, right now, the largest demographic with the most money.
0: They have money now.
1: Yeah. Oh, the, good for them. Because all the boomers, uh, you know, are giving them money, you know. Oh. Like Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Other words. <laughs> <laughs> Buzzword. Google Buzz Plus. Speed, <laughs> Google Plus. So, you know, essentially what we're talking about here is, uh, you know, the exact plot to Jurassic Park, except the roles are reversed. Right. The
0: dinosaurs are bringing back the humans.
1: It's almost shot for shot. Is it sexy? You know what's sexy about it? The fact that. The humans are all nude, but because it's kid-friendly, we find reasons for like their bits to be covered. But you know, so the adults are like, "Okay, this is kind of giving me some tingles," and the kids don't even notice because they're not even thinking about it because all the bits are covered.
0: I'm gonna need more here. I feel like this we, is we pretty have a, flimsy. And, and we
1: have a Shrek level of uh, adult humor that kids can also laugh at because they don't really get it. But like the adults, who are, are the just characters in this?
0: What's the hook? Is it this exactly? Say, is it the exact same plot?
1: It's literally shot for shot Jurassic Park, but the roles are reversed, and it's animated like like a, like a, you know as cheap as possible. All
0: right, well, 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 walk me through this. the, okay. sc- the scene where the T Rex. Uh, mm-hmm. It's night. It's raining. Wrong. Uh,
1: it's a it's a seven it's a seven foot tall man. Right.
0: Okay, a basketball player. What's happening? Yeah, here?
1: we'll probably get like a. Um, not Shaq, maybe. What to, uh, to do of this is a cartoon, you right? You know what? Let's get LeBron James to voice it. Okay. Because he's a basketball player who's uh-huh. very popular right now. He's the king. And, and the T Rex get it because the Tyrannosaurus Rex is okay. the king of lizards. But
0: are the dinosaurs smaller than they would have been in real life?
1: No, the humans are, are full scale, like at the same size as dinosaurs. Because as you uh-huh. know, in Jurassic Park, the dinosaurs look the way they are because they've been exaggerated by the scientists. To be more impressive. Uh Uh-huh. And so, like, you know. you're 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 losing me, buddy. Give give me more here. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. But the Timmy analog is a Gallimimus.
0: Is this going to have any kind of official affiliation with
1: Jurassic Park? Can you get Steven Spielberg to sign off on this? Steven Spielberg will sign anything for money. I mean, he put his name on all of the Transformers movies. Did he? Yeah, as a producer, didn't he? Executive producer. Right. Executive producer. Well. You know what I'm saying? The more you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, come on. And knowing is
0: half the battle. That's the wrong series. That's, uh, <laughs>
1: no, that's uh, if you want us to start making Transformer PSAs with G.I. Joe quotes, <laughs> by all means. Um, I'm here for you. You know what? You know what? You know what? I think why you're not getting uh, it. You know
0: what? I need to stop all this downloading. I'm going to just go ahead and um, give you a Okay. <laughs> it's over.
1: Right. That we, sounds like you liked it because... We're not doing this. That sounds so. like you queefed, which <laughs> means that you were having a good time. <laughs>
2: and that's a green what? light. Right? Th- that's that's your rule. It's yeah. okay. She's having a good time. She quit. This is a good time. We're All right. having fun here.
1: So I'm just gonna He's not wrong. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write that down then for a for a green light, I'll just uh So we're tied. So, well, for, okay. so, Look who's tied. so
2: for a tiebreaker, that uh, means you're gonna supply us like a lightning round Jeopardy final Jeopardy style.
0: Okay, yes. Uh you each are gonna have a prompt. Uh-huh. Um I'm okay. going to I'm we're we're gonna pause the show. I'm gonna give you five minutes to come up with a pitch. Um, I'm going to give you each one word, and I'm going to draw them from uh, these uh, little uh, idea sticks. Oh, so here. we get
2: different prompts?
0: Oh, you, wanna, you want the same prompt? Okay, fine. Here that's we how, go. That's how Final Jeopardy goes. Who the fuck cares?
1: <laughs> oh, no. It's the freaking popsicle sticks.
0: <laughs> Zoo, carpet bagger and digging. You have five minutes. That's
1: literally what I just pitched you. Well,
0: it's I reg- not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> five minutes. The timer starts now. In the interim, just let me take a spotlight here, while Doug and John are hard at work, to give a shout out to some new folks who've joined us on Patreon at patreon.com/Nerdyshow. We are an entirely listener-supported network, and all of our hard work over on the audio dramas like "The Call of Cthulhu Mystery program are. listener supported. We have, I can say this now with some clarity, we have spent thousands of dollars, literal thousands of dollars creating this new program. It is quite expensive and we hope to continue doing so. So your continued contributions mean the world to us. Um, So I would like to welcome a brand new patron, Alicia Wood and... Two new producers, yes, two new producers, people who are contributors of $20 or more via Patreon, whose names get read at the end of every episode of Call of Cthulhu, who, should there ever be an IMDb page, would get accreditation, and who could totally get business cards saying that they're producers at Nerdy Show if they wanted to, and we'd totally back you up. Whatever you want, we'll do it. Please welcome Patrick Webster, a.k.a. Muckraker, and Sean Hutchinson. Thank you both so much for... ...for investing in us and believing in our programming. Um, It is a real gift, and we truly do feel so privileged. There's been a lot of new patrons, thanks to The Call of Cthulhu being out and happening. There's more where that came from. Last week, you may have heard, uh, we didn't put out a regular episode as planned... uh, ...because I was running grossly behind from doing uh, more episodes than anticipated. But we did play a clip, uh, a rough edit, an early edit, from Call of Cthulhu series 3 which has already been recorded and is not in full-blown post-production. Mostly it was that um, I, uh, uh, well, I, I was running behind and Colin didn't have any work to do, so he just did that. Uh, and patrons, at, at a dollar or more, can hear an even longer clip from that. So head to patreon.com nerdyshow nerdy show. Check out the, uh, the full-length clip of the Call Through the Mystery Program as well as a bunch of other bonus material from that series to come. Enjoy early releases whenever they're available. And uh, thank you so much to uh, Patrick Webster, Sean Hutchinson, and Alicia Wood. Now back to the show, uh, John. How would you go first? You finished first. Whoa!
1: Really? All right. So the prompts we had uh, just uh, for you know people just tuning in, as if it was real radio. Uh, we had zoo, carpetbagger, and digging. Was the uh, was the prompt? Yes. So this is uh, set in current times. What is it? It's a movie. Sorry, this, okay. this is a feature film. Uh huh. It's a family. Sort of, uh, I'd say like, you know, family, but can be appreciated by the teens. Imagine like, uh, imagine Goonies, if you will. Okay. That'll make more sense. There's a, there's a young man and uh, let's, let's put him at uh, 16, right? It's formative years. He's 16 years old. Things are kind of awkward for him. And to make things even more awkward, he's been put into uh, a new school. Yeah. And at his last school, uh, he wanted to be the class president. So he says to himself, you know what? I'm still going to do it. I'm a likable guy. I could just show up at this new school and everybody's going to think I'm cool because I'm really going to make a good impression. Uh, He whiffs it. He shows up and he just makes it super awkward. And so, you know, because he doesn't have a lot of friends at this school yet, he decides I'm going to try to make friends. No, 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 no. It gets better. Wake me up, John. There's an abandoned zoo. And the kids say, hey, there's a there's a there's word that underneath this zoo. The reason why the zoo was built was because this eccentric billionaire was hiding treasure and he and he hid it under the foundation in the zoo.
0: Okay, this is juicy. I don't in know the what tunnels. that class president nonsense arc was, but because
1: well, he's a carpetbagger. Uh. You see what I'm saying? So he's trying to impress all the other kids. Sure, sure. So sure. so he and some of the, you know, and some of the other, you know, kids try to uh, go to the zoo and they go into the tunnels and they go to dig underneath and as they start to break away, you know, a pit, they fall right through. Uh-huh. And underneath is like a mansion. know it was a hideout it was essentially like a bomb shelter for this eccentric billionaire and as they as they go through they find out that this guy was a lot more eccentric than you'd think because he has traps set and they have to maneuver all of these traps and while they find the treasure what they really find is themselves and he discovers that he doesn't need to be class president he just needs friends and you know what in the finish we don't even let him become class president. He doesn't even get you know, the, the, you know, the goal from the beginning. He fails miserably. Instead, he uses his newfound power to make the least popular kid in school the class president. And he becomes the most popular kid in school. It's all about the journey. Yeah, It's a yeah, coming-of-age okay. story.
0: Now, there, there, this seems a lot of work, but I've greenlit far worse projects in mm-hmm. the past and far worse projects have been made. What if I
1: told you? Yeah, that we get permission just to call it Goonies Two or a Goonies reboot. Uh,
0: you know what? I'm not feeling that. I think that's a I think that's a real misstep. I think we got a Ghostbusters answer the call situation. Uh, <laughs> if we do that,
1: but he doesn't even need that because you know it it really hits all the prompts and
2: uh, you know I'm sure it's better than what Doug has.
0: Uh huh. Well, you know. well, we'll see. We'll see.
2: Yeah, there's only enough money to fund one of these, and it's the tiebreaker. Well, I mean, that's how this works. You can't pick both because then we're tied again. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm not what, nervous. What do you
1: have,
0: Doug?
2: I I, I have a feature film. Uh huh. It's a sci-fi blockbuster. It takes place in the future. There was a bunch of aliens that tried to invade Earth because their home planet was destroyed, and that caused a war between humans and aliens. And during this war, it went on for a very long time. We almost, you know, we we are on the verge of destroying each other. But then this other benevolent alien species was watching the whole thing, swept in, and said stop. You both, we're going to make peace. You're going to, you're, humans are going to keep Earth. The other aliens, we're going to build a space station for them that orbits Earth. You're going to work together. You're going to, the, the moon is going to be your sort of meeting ground where you can meet and, and, and try and make things work. And we're going to work together. We're going to find you guys in a new home planet, but we're going to watch you guys and make sure everything works out just fine. The concept of bringing in the uh, carpetbagger is we follow, our hero is a human who is much like the carpetbaggers after the American Civil War, decides to go to the moon, work with some of these aliens try and get some business going because business is going to be good because they're reconstructing stuff for the new for the aliens that were our former enemies but now we're kind of learning that we're we're not so different but when he's on the moon he discovers that these benevolent aliens they're really the bad guys they have a zoo of humans and aliens that used to be our enemies that we were fighting and they're doing experiments they're trying to figure out how they can take over both of us at the same time because they know that we got together there'd be there'd be no stopping the two of us working together sharing our information sharing our technology so using his carpetbagger uh uh, finagling he becomes kind of like a schindler Where he's going to start smuggling things to the moon to the underground base where the humans and aliens who normally hate each other are now forced to work together, dig their own way out of the moon, great escape style, and try to overthrow these other aliens who are pretending to be the benevolent overseers who are really trying to tell us what's good for us.
0: Would you say this is the kind of plot that requires an opening crawl at the beginning to explain what the hell's happening?
2: No, I think if you just say there was a war between humans and aliens, but now we're at peace because the police are watching us, these new alien police. I don't think you have to go much further than that.
0: Why don't you hook me with characters here the carpetbagger i mean like what would you compare him to
2: uh I, I like if i was casting him
0: or character comparisons
2: um i i have um well i said he's already kind of like uh schindler but that was a real guy i think at first he's supposed to be doing it for the money but of course once he sees let humans me, me and sh- aliens
0: oscar schindler is not sexy
2: right no no, 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 no it, I'm, I'm getting i'm getting make to this make this film yeah. sexy i mean war profiteering isn't really sexy well this isn't war profiteering this is reconstruction
1: profiteering that's worse is it (laughs) yeah because they profiteered from you know the fallout of from the slaves and everything and then
2: that's the american civil war i'm talking about a distant future i mean you said he was the same thing no okay go ahead i see him being sort of like a matthew mcconaughey type Mm -hmm. where he's a troublemaker but he still is very attractive and he's like really confident in like everything that he does so he's a very likable guy from the get-go but when he sees something that he's not supposed to see he has that sort of crisis of like conscious of just like Okay, I can't, like, clearly humans are in danger, but I'm seeing, like, he, it's not just that he sees that humans are being kept in a zoo, it's that he sees humans and these other aliens that used to be the enemy, where you're kind of like, ah eh, like, we're still kind of in a Cold War situation, we're really not talking with them, but learning that there's this bigger conspiracy happening, and first of all, who's he going to tell, and even if he did tell people back at home, like, how the fuck are they going to believe him, there's just, there's just no way this is going to work, but he starts seeing ways that he can sneak in and start giving them things that they need.
0: I think both of your pitches have a lot of potential. They they deserve to be to be worked on. I think both of these could be successful features in their own separate genres. I can only greenlight one, however. So I'm gonna I'm gonna solve things in a, in true Hollywood fashion and introduce a random chance element. Catch, <laughs> John. Are you okay? I'm great. That was good. <laughs> How's your jaw? Fine. Great. Okay, uh, you've both been thrown a can of expired high c ecto cooler. It is green. If you want that green light, you need to be the first to chug this. I'm going to give you a three count. (laughs) One, two, three.
2: (laughs) You're not going to drink all of it.
0: Uh, John, John stabbed a can with a pin. Sent a I burst of ecto cooler mm-hmm. all over the studio. I already
2: won. He's not going to be able to drink all of it because he's. You're not half drinking right
0: it. now. Get chugging, Jug. Oh boy, this is good radio. They're slurping. They're slurping hard. I regret all these decisions that I made here. This is not. Um,
2: I can sip confidently knowing I've already won. I'm done. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> As you wipe ecto cooler off your face, what? I'm sorry, Doug. John won. How did he win? He didn't drink all
1: of it. He spilled half of it. Because I shotgunned it. If you shotgun anything, you're a fucking winner.
2: I,
0: I, don't, I don't. I mean, I do see that there was a spray uh, misted through the studio, um, but I do not think he actually. His uh, face is soaking wet. <laughs> that's sweat, Doug. No, 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 no. no. Th- this, this is what Hollywood Initiative looks like. I, I said jump, and he said how high.
1: Doug, how much of that can you still have left? <laughs> like a third? Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: <laughs> yes. He, he, maybe he didn't do it perfectly, Doug, but he did it. And he did it hard. This is what it takes to get, it, to get ahead in this town. <laughs> this shitty, <clears throat> stupid town and this rotten, wretched economy where bad things get made all the time. This is what it takes. And this is how it happens. Yeah. At the whims of an overbearing executive who is sick with power. That's right. I look forward to pitching you lightning dogs in the near future.
1: <laughs> I mean, listen. I know what it takes to make something, you know, good. But okay. that's why
0: I'm so glad, John, that you're our producer for Lightning Dogs. Yeah. Because I know that when it comes time for a producer to chuck a can of ecto cooler at us and say chug pig, yeah, you will you'll fucking kill it. You will stab that can, and they will say, God damn, I've never felt so hard.
1: Yeah. You Bad know what with I mean. Power. Oh yeah. Don't worry, Doug. I'll teach you how to shotgun. <laughs> You're almost done there. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that! Oh, you're finished, sport. <laughs> Make sure you get the bacteria from the bottom, because the way that exploded when I shotgunned it, I feel like I feel like maybe there was a fizz that is not supposed to
2: be there. Crushed it like Quint. Well, there you go,
0: John Laval. Congratulations. Um,
2: Thank you. Uh, Would I, I win? He, he got your laptop covered. <laughs> no, it's not on the
1: laptop, is it? Yeah, it's wet all over here. You're fine.
2: They got the. It's on the. It's on the,
1: the windscreen on the mic. Oh, no, that's that's waterproof. It's waterproofing. That's what it's there for. That microphone's
2: ruined, covered in sugar water.
0: Good thing you're the producer, so if we need a new one, you'll yeah. be happy to oblige.
2: Yeah, Doug. That's called being a man of action. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you the man of action.
0: But, uh, but Valiant tries one and all. They were both great pitches. It's just this is, um, you know, this is how things are solved here
2: in Hollywood.
0: <sighs> yep. Hollywood, I think, California. I think he where failed
2: when he, he didn't even catch the, 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 the can. You said, here, catch. And he sat there and did nothing until it hit him in the face.
0: Congratulations are in order. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Maybe next time we come back, it'll be normal. Who knows? I mean, really?
1: What's even normal anymore?
0: Yeah, anything can happen at this point. Literally anything. So uh, we've got three more episodes of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery program, which I hope will be delivered on time, if not earlier, for our patrons. And after that, well, we've got our work cut out for us with a number of other projects. We'll be, of course, keeping you up to date as often as possible. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, if you have uh, any uh, any feedback for us, we'd love to hear it. You should rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Uh, that is, of course, always extremely helpful. And if you do leave us a rating or review, we will read it here on this show, because we love to know what you think. And some Sometimes you folks play with us and we like being played with. So cool. Bye. I'm Cap.
2: This is Laval. Bye. I'm Doug.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.